Jack Shea tells a story called, What's the World Like? God and a man are walking down the road. The man asks God, what is the world like? God replies, I cannot talk when I'm thirsty. If you would get me a drink of cool water, we could discuss what the world is like. There's a village nearby. Go and get me a drink. The man goes into the village and knocks at the door of the first house. A very attractive young woman opens the door. His jaw drops, but he manages to say, I need a glass of cool water. Of course, she says, smiling. But it is midday. Would you care to stay for some food? I am hungry, he says, looking over his shoulder. And your offer of food is a great kindness. He goes in and the door closes behind him. Thirty years go by. The man who wanted to know what the world was like and the woman who offered him food have married and raised five children. He's a respected merchant and she is an honored member of the community. One day, a terrible storm comes in off the ocean and threatens their life. The merchant cries out, help me God, and a voice from the midst of the storm says, where's my cup of cold water? The story suggests that we can get so caught up in our day-to-day -day living that we completely forget about God. But the story also suggests that we will come to recognize the God who journeys with us in the ordinary events of our lives. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. 38 years ago, on this very weekend in June, I had a close encounter with today's gospel. I had set out on a pilgrimage of sorts. I wanted to travel, not as a priest, but just as a stranger and to be welcomed along the way. I began that pilgrimage the day after I finished my parish assignment at St. Thomas Aquinas in Detroit. I left on a Monday morning that last week in June. I was camping in New England. That first week was cold and rainy. One night we even had snow. But the weather began to clear on Friday. But so far, no one had welcomed me. In my prayer and journal that Friday morning, I heard the clear message that I was to welcome the stranger, which didn't make any sense to me because I thought, well, I'm the stranger. I'm wanting to be welcomed. But I didn't have a better alternative, so I decided to follow this path and set off to look for a victim. I met John and Pius. They were from Switzerland, spending one month traveling in the United States. I invited them for dinner that Friday night. They came back on Saturday for breakfast and dinner. Sunday morning was my birthday, and I had found a Catholic church, St. Joseph, in Ellsworth, Maine. I went early for a pancake breakfast at the church hall, and then went in for mass. 
When I entered the church and sat down, a young couple with two children in the pew behind me greeted me. After mass, that same couple invited me to their home for breakfast. They didn't know I was a priest. In fact, they knew nothing about me. And more importantly, I knew nothing about them. For a second, I hesitated. Here was the answer to my prayer, and I almost said no. It's like the parable of the last judgment at the end of Matthew's gospel. We're always surprised by the hidden presence of God. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me a cup of cold water. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. And they said to him, Lord, when did we see you and give you something to eat or drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and welcome you? Rachel Held Evans wrote, it has become cliche to talk about faith as a journey, and yet the metaphor holds. Scripture doesn't speak of people who have found God. Scripture speaks of people who walked with God. This is a keep moving one foot in front of the other, who knows what's next deal, and you never exactly arrive. I don't know if the path's all drawn out ahead of time, or it corkscrews with each step like Alice's Wonderland, or if, as some say, we make the journey by walking. But I believe the journey is more labyrinth than maze. No step taken in faith is wasted, not by a God who makes all things new. For the rest of that pilgrimage, every single day, I was welcomed as a stranger. And so I learned another gospel truth, this from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. When we set out to build this house for the church, we decided that if we were to build a house where all would be welcome, we first had to extend welcome to the stranger. And so before we built our new house for the church, we built a house for the poor. That began a decades-long journey with Habitat for Humanity. We built something like 21 houses over the course of these years. When I came to Christ the Redeemer 31 years ago, the parish had just become a permanent parish after nine years in formation. Like the wealthy woman of Shunem who built a small roof chamber for the prophet Elisha, the parish had converted the old girl's bathroom in the proper school on Baldwin Road into a studio apartment for the pastor. I lived in that apartment for a few months until the Gingell House was completed. The Gingell House had been moved across Baldwin Road and was being renovated. Some women of the parish had taken on the project of stripping off the old paint and refinishing all the wood trim in the house. On one of my early visits to the parish before I came, became pastor, the parish secretary, Sandy Petrello, invited me to go over and see the house. 
She said, and I quote, the women are stripping in the Ginjal house. I wasn't quite sure what to expect when I walked into the house that day. In welcoming the stranger, both are blessed. The Shunam woman welcomed the prophet and provided for his needs. She, in turn, welcomed the child that she had longed for. The act of welcoming is generative. As I reflect on my years of priesthood, I love this quote from Barbara Brown Taylor. To be a priest is to know that things are not as they should be, and yet to care for them the way they are. You welcomed me into your lives, and that has been a blessing for both you and I. I think of the relationship between a pastor and parishioners like the covenant fidelity of marriage, promising to be faithful to each other even when we have no idea what we are promising. Year after year, I invited the married couples to renew their marriage vows, and I saw it as an opportunity to renew my promise to you as well. We always chuckled at the opening line, but it's true. We have been growing old together. We have together seen good times and bad, sickness and health. I have watched your children grow. I have seen love deepen. And I know for sure that I'm deeply loved. When I left St. Thomas Aquinas, the grade school children gave me a plant as a farewell gift. In response, I said to the children, as I watch this plant grow, I'll think of all the ways that you children are growing in wisdom, grace, and knowledge. And one little boy shouted out from the back of the church, don't forget to grow yourself. Madeline Lengel said, the great thing about getting older is that you don't lose all the other ages you've been. Our lives have been changed by our time together. And while it is time for me to say goodbye, nothing of what we have shared together is lost. Last Sunday, my classmate, Father Mike Vershave, said goodbye to his church in Lake Orion and reminded them that Goodbye is a blessing. Originally, God be with ye. In French, adieu, adieu, adieu vos commandes, I commend you to God. In Spanish, adios, to God. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Thank you for opening the door and welcoming me in.